Hello and welcome once again the post week five edition of the Sin Bin Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, once again, your host, your commissioner, Cody Carlicker. And this week, I got the guy whose job I stole away. I got Chris Waloka. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, Cody. I would not say you stole it away. It was a, <laughs> a drunken gift from myself to you. Thank you, Michael Awesome, for suggesting this change. I do feel like my mark in the league is going to be there because I, you know, for one, that fantastic trophy that we have. It's been in a shitty-ass location this past year, sitting in, in Kevin O'Brien's house. Uh, hopefully that'll change. Well, obviously it's going to change. Just look at his team. It's just absolute garbage. Uh... But yeah, absolutely pumped to be here and, and ready to talk some fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, once again, we are recording at a uh, at an out an outdoor location. We are we are at MVPs in Sycamore, Illinois. Uh, so you're probably gonna hear some more motorcycles. You're probably gonna hear some ambulance. You might have just actually heard that. You might we might get some unexpected guests today. Who knows? Um, but we're still gonna give you the best local fantasy football podcast that this area has to offer. And we're going to talk about, we're going to always talk about the fab budget. We'll cover this week. We'll cover a little bit of last week's as well. We're going to talk about the results from this past week. And uh, we'll get in a little bit more about Chris, talk to him, who he is as a person. And but I guess I guess the number one thing that we need to talk about is the blockbuster trade that occurred. There hasn't been a ton of chatter on the text thread because I know that you guys were just waiting on Chris getting here for the podcast to talk about it, waiting for my thoughts on the trade. So what went down? Cody Billick ends up trading Devontae Adams, Josh Gordon, and Nick Chubb to Chris Waloka for Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, Hollywood Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. So obviously there's a lot of things that are going on here. Chris, how did this trade get started? Well, I think we all accepted, uh, we saw the text message that Cody sent out saying, hey, anybody want Keenan Allen? Uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, hopefully 90% of us all reacted to that uh, text message. If you were smart, you would have contacted him immediately, said, okay, what do you want? And I initially get a trade that involves uh, Keenan Allen, Le'Veon Bell, and, and Marquise Brown. I'm like, yeah, that's just not going to cut it for me, bud. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need something. And, uh, and, and he goes, well... What about throwing Alan Thielen? Uh, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, thank you. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, let's do this. I, and, but honestly, I was asking, like, why, why do you want to do this? Because I, I think we can all look at the trade, the initial trade, and think uh, it was definitely in my favor. And, and Cody's rationale behind it was, based on what I gathered, was he really just wanted Chubb. He, he wanted Chubb. He wanted to have that solid RB1 as his keeper for next year. If I were to go into uh, Cody's psyche and go back to how the year started, he was, you know, he was draft, he was given a team, and, and he had to make a keeper selection. You know, shame on Mike for not telling him that he can't, you know, not keep somebody. So that, that's definitely a that's definitely a knock on Mike and his friendship and how shitty of a person he is. But uh, Cody then having to keep, you know, we all talked about it, Greg Olson. But now that he's got Nick Chubb, he's gonna feel fantastic next year. I know I felt great. Um, but now just looking at it, I feel like, you know, you, you guys all know I really kind of screwed up that whole Antonio Brown saga. But if you look at his Instagram feed, you know, maybe the Patriots are going to sign him again. He sent out a video today. You should definitely <laughs> check that out. It's going to happen. Get your fab budget money ready other than Kevin because, you know, he ain't going to spend shit. But 
you know, I think I kind of fixed it. Now I, I got my second wide receiver back. I got Keenan Allen, number six wide receiver overall in the league, and I pick up Adam Thielen, who's a solid uh, RB, uh, wide receiver one as well. And then, honestly, I'm thinking Bell's going to outproduce Chubb for the end of the year now that Sam Darnold's back. Uh, that's just my take personally, and I'm, I'm absolutely pumped. And I think Josh Gordon is a, a chum, and I'm super pumped to not have him on my team either. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, I'm going to talk about it from your perspective first, and I actually want to play devil's advocate for Cody as well. Absolutely, yeah. So I don't quite understand why he was so upset with Keenan Allen, all right? So Keenan, Keenan Allen had, a, like, a, obviously a bad game last week, and he had a so-so game against Miami when you thought that he would blow up there. But obviously the Chargers were up the entire game. They're not going to need to throw. And you probably should have seen coming that there's a chance for a mediocre game there, right? Absolutely. So Keenan Allen, even after last week's effort, is still fourth in the league in catches. So Phillip Rivers isn't going to stop throwing to him. Even if Hunter Henry comes back, Keenan Allen's still going to get eight to ten targets a game, right? Le'Veon Bell is also not, I mean, not going to stop getting fed the ball. Not only is he going to get 20 rushes a game, he's also 25th in catches this year, and they've already had their bye week. So he's 25th in catches without one game or one game less than just about everybody in the league. Like, that's amazing. Then getting Adam Thielen, after he calls out his quarterback, has a monster, monster week five. Like, yes, he I, does. I, every, two, two touchdowns. And- Yep, and add on Hollywood Brown. I don't know when you're going to actually play him, but if you do, I mean, he's like a Deshaun Jackson type guy where he could single-handedly win you a week because he is a big play guy, right? Absolutely. Right now I got Connor on my bench. I have Hollywood Brown on my bench. Yep. And I have Tevin Coleman on my bench. So. And Tevin Coleman looked good the other night. Feeling right? pretty good here, guys. Which is a good transition, actually, because Tevin Coleman played the Browns. Yes, and the, the devil's advocate reason why Cody didn't get completely screwed on this, because on paper it looks like Waloka won this trade hands down. But, Nick Chubb, in my opinion, I still think Nick Chubb's going to have a better season than Le'Veon Bell. Right? Two weeks to round. If the Browns are smart, the offense has to run through Nick Chubb. Like, he was gashing the 49ers, and the Niners had no answer for him. However, the play calling was just asinine, and they had Baker Mayfield continuing to take five-step drops and trying to throw to Odell and Jarvis Landry when the offensive line was just awful. Very porous, Nick Bosa killing Baker Mayfield, right? Hold on, pause, though. If you're going to run through Chubb, how is OBJ going to handle this? Is he going to start beating up other field equipment on the sidelines? Because, you know, he's... He's not going to like not having the ball thrown his way a ton of times. Well, the the way that that works is if the offense commits to the run, that's going to open up play action, correct? Correct. And then he's going to be he's going to be open, right? Therefore, I think OBJ will be happy with that. Now Jarvis Landry, on the other hand, I think he's the odd man out of the situation. And although Jarvis Landry and OBJ are friends from college. NFL's a little bit different story. Connections, pretty sweet. Exactly. I think that uh, I think that things will be a little bit different in the NFL if Jarvis Landry continues not getting the attention that he deserves. So, I I do think that Nick Chubb is the best player in this deal. Additionally, uh, Cody does get Devontae Adams, and although he's had a he's had a slow start, you still got to believe that he's going to be a top ten wide receiver at the end of the year, right? Absolutely, he will. So. Where I think that this goes off the rails is 
I think that Josh Gordon's name value weighs way more than what his actual on-field production does. He only has 19 catches so far this season. Correct. So I I don't know where the value is there. And I think on the surface that I think where where it really gets interesting is I don't think that Cody needed to add or add in Adam Thielen. I thought I think that this is a fairly even trade. Honestly, kind of weighs a little bit more towards Cody without Adam Thielen, but throwing in a, a surefire wide receiver one or a, a surefire wide receiver two, maybe a wide receiver one, and Adam Thielen. Uh, I think that that makes the deal way way more in Lopez's favor. Absolutely, I I'm so pumped. But should we uh, kind of transition to perhaps our matchup for this week? Yeah. So let, let's go ahead and go into uh, this week's results. Uh, well, and we'll start up, start with ours. How about that? That, that uh, works real, for us. Just just luck that uh, we're sitting here talking to each other. Uh, I end up taking the L in a very very tough matchup. I put up 119.6 points, but I still take the L to Chris Waloka for 100 er, where he's puts up 134. Um, Christian McCaffrey continuing to put my team on his back with 44.7 points, uh, but unfortunately, what did me in was. Mike Evans putting up zero, and... Tampa Bay, Mike Evans putting up zero. My Tampa right, Bay right, Buccaneers, Cody. Mike or wide receiver, Mike Evans. But, I, I mean, honestly, what's even more... Pro- like, so, it's impressive in a bad way? I guess, sure, I guess sure. <laughs> whatever the opposite of impressive is. points with Very zero. Dis- disappointing yeah. Yeah. there, but you, you spent $5 on the Eagles defense I last did, week. I on, did, uh, On your fab budget, and they put up... 35 points yeah. for you, and that'll that'll win you a game right there when your defense puts up 35. I, I believe that was better value than what Downs had to pay for the New England defense, if, <laughs> I, if I remember correctly. Well, they they continually put up over 10 points. They did, but that yeah. one that actually one was, we're we're doing okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank so. you. Great service here, at MVPs. Yes, yes. yes. Three dollar Miller Lite drafts. It's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So, nevertheless, yeah. So. I think I mean we can get to that a little bit later about how great how that was probably his, his best free agent pickup so far. But five dollars on a one week defense that'll win you a week. I think that that's worth worth the cost. Absolutely right, Kevin. It, it's definitely worth the the cost to worth. spend a little bit of money, you know, every once in a while. Just, <laughs> just worth it right there. Additionally, DJ Shark puts up thirty two point four. I don't well. I don't even know why you started DJ Shark. I was I was surprised to see him in your starting lineup. Uh, I mean, what is there? Do you even remember what was going through your head whenever yeah, you threw him abso- in there? Absolutely. Well, Minshew is, you know, the man. So <laughs> Minshew magic, magic. Uh, no, but honestly, it was because Devontae Adams he was out for the week because of the toe. Uh, Cody, I hope that doesn't linger for you. Hope he recovers fine, plays well for you. Uh, but yeah, I, I threw him in there. But looking at the way that he just gets targeted by Minshew constantly in the end zone and everywhere, the dude is insane. He's great. Uh, and I know I picked him up off free agency, I think for about eight bucks. So that was a pretty good pickup for myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I, if I were to think long term, if I wanted to pick a keeper that wasn't in the first two rounds, I think that's a good, uh, you know, looking for that value pick. You know, sixth round pick for Chark, if he keeps up the path that he's on, I think he's the number seven wide receiver in the league or something around there. So, uh, yeah, definitely very thrilled to have him on my team. Yeah. Uh, dude the stud. Also has a badass name. Um, but let's uh, transition. Actually, let's transition to the other side of that trade. And, okay. let's, and, and Cody Billick Absolutely. ends up taking a uh, another another L. 
he gets himself dropped down to one and four. Uh, and the always impressive Bob O'Brien gets himself to Damn, four and myth, one. The legend. Indeed. Hey, I got to tell you a quick story about yeah. Bob O'Brien. I, I'm just uh, perfect. That, that fucker does not know how to lose. So when we were growing up, Kevin and I, uh, we like to play Bob O'Brien in, in a variety of athletic events. And one that stands out to me is tennis. Kevin and I would play doubles tennis versus Bob and single. And we would play the full lines extension, you know, for our doubles. And uh, Bob kicked our ass every fucking time. That, really? That guy was amazing. And you look at him, you're like, he's not athletic. But he's, he's sneaky athletics. Same thing I think about Kevin every day. Very <laughs> No, but Bob, Bob is cool. <laughs> so, uh, 95.1 to 113.3. Uh, it's it's amazing that Bob... I mean, eventually we're going we're gonna to talk to Bob a little bit more about, about his draft choices and how he prepares each season, but I, I always talk about how baffled I am about Bob each week. But, I mean... Amari Cooper, 34.1. Chris Godwin with 28 points. Just, I, I mean, I was down on Chris Godwin going into the year, and he drafted him in the fourth round, and dude's been amazing. Unfortunately for, for Cody, this is where Keenan Allen went off the rails and only gave him 3.8 points. Correct. And correct. then the Rams defense gave him negative one, which isn't going to do any do you any favors. Um so, I mean, unfortunately, that's where that's where that's he's at. Where at. Yeah, yeah, and caused the caused the chain reaction of a trade. Absolutely. So. so it worked out well for me. Uh, for Bob's team, by the way, it is so damn good. He also put up a zero with Greg Olson. Uh, and then if you look at his bench, there's 27.8 points sitting there for Josh Jacobs. There's 20.8 points sitting there for Gallup, and even 11.7 for Westbrook, which is you know quite decent when you. Uh, you look at the fact that Keelan Allen only put up 3.2 and Landry put up 9.5 on the other side of the, the matchup there. So, Bob Seam, guys, we got to watch out. The old man's coming. <laughs> I think uh, he absolutely is. You know what Bob does for a living? Yeah. Uh, well, no, maybe not now, but before when we were little, he used to sell credit card machines. At least really? That's what I remember. I remember him talking about the fact that he would sell, you know, the little credit card machines. You go into stores and you get a. Yeah, and a little bare phone shit. That's what I remember. So, so he's a salesman. Absolutely. Can you imagine Kevin O'Brien being a salesman? Hundred percent. Do you know little slide talker that Kevin is? Do you know the story about when uh, we all bought Blackhawk tickets? No, I don't know the story. Oh, this is a great story. So, (laughs) Kevin's organizing this Blackhawk event. I can't remember. Might have been someone's birthday. Maybe it's Austin's birthday. I can't remember. But anyway, so we get down to the stadium, and we go to check in. Kevin purchased the tickets for the wrong day. We have the wrong day tickets, the wrong game. We're sitting there like, what the hell are we going to do? Kevin's like, I got it. Dude walks into the ticket booth, gets end up going to talk to somebody else, and somehow, miraculously, we all just get to walk in. And so all, you know, there's like eight of us. I felt like maybe six of us got to walk in. Got into the game. Like Kevin, Kevin could be like the greatest used car salesman in the world <laughs> if he really wanted to. But he's wasting his time as an engineer. That's that's really funny uh, because just about all of all of my friends and all the people that I have encountered, um, their first impression of Kevin isn't great. No, no, <laughs> Kevin has to grow on you. <laughs> 
that's that's what I tell them, and then they all end up coming around, and uh, and it and it, it works out. But I always find it funny to think about Kevin as a salesperson because I'm a salesperson myself. So oh, nice, <laughs> nice. So we all assumed, back in, you know, growing up, we're like, man, Kevin's gonna go to college. You know, we all know him, we love him, but he's gonna go to college and he's just gonna get his ass kicked. He's gonna say the wrong thing to the wrong person and get his ass kicked, which is why we all think he joined the frat. He goes, I gotta join the frat. I gotta go find myself some big dudes. That could back me up. Well, you know, when I when I drink a lot and talk some shit to people. So is that, is that how that went? Did he like purposely find you and find other guys in the frat? Like, hey, back me up. So no, actually, he doesn't get himself into too much trouble in the frat. Um, he was he was typically typically on some pretty good behavior. He talked some shit to us, but not to strangers. Uh, but he did always know that he had uh, he had Bruce and Metzger and me in his back pocket just in case something happened. <laughs> See? <laughs> Not that I would do smart, anything, smart but at least I'm a bigger dude to, to look a little imposing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, give him the glare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Let, uh, let Jake handle it. Wait, so so as we're talking on professions, so you're a you're a vice president of a high school? Vice president. I, or vice, sounds, vice principal. Vice no, principal. I'm an so. assistant principal at a middle school. Okay, assistant principal at a middle school. So, Correct. So are you, as at least where, where I grew up, the assistant principal would typically handle the students, whereas the principal would handle the teachers. Is that how it still works up here? Or no. So the way our building is currently structured, we have we got our principal, mm-hmm. and then we have two assistant principals, and then we also have a dean of students. Ah. So the dean of students really looks after all the major discipline concerns. Um, I personally oversee our special education department, mm, and okay. I kind of head up our math department for the building. Got it. Uh, as a former math teacher. I do, I do have a referral that actually came in today, and I sent it to a couple of my Palatine boyfriends. Uh, boyfriends, yeah. Uh, Palatine friends. Interesting. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. No, uh, just no but uh, it was uh, a bus referral. I'm going to read it to you guys because it's hilarious. So I had a bus driver that wrote this. Uh, the boys at the back of the bus were closely, clearly looking at something under the seats, and so I asked, what are you guys looking for? And this guy named Miguel yells out, my penis! I feel like I just need to go talk to this kid and be like, way to capitalize on a moment. And I, I, I just don't know how to handle it because I think it's absolutely hilarious and like such well done. So well done. What's what's the worst part of being a vice or an assistant principal? Adults, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, the adults, uh, it, it's, it's really rough when they just say stupid crap to parents and the parents got to come back and say stuff. And they're just... I don't know. It's the adults. I, I would take a thousand kids over ten adults. Jesus. I can. I, I would. I was always thinking the kids. Like the the, the, the no, kids, kids would be. Awesome. The kids would be like just smart ass. Think they're like you know cool shit. Absolutely, they do. But no, but you're absolutely right. That's like, deal with it. It's, it's they have to get it somewhere. So it comes from their fucking parents, and the parents fucking suck. <laughs> that that happens sometimes as well. That happens sometimes as well. <laughs> oh, all right. So let's transition. Let's let's keep going over the results for the for the we league. We totally got sidetracked. Where are we at? Now? We did. So uh, let's talk about let's talk about radio going to five and zero. Oh, Steve going to one and four. Yeah, let's definitely talk about uh, radio going five and zero. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Yep. Yeah, all right. So radio puts up one forty one point one. Steve puts up. 80, 81.6 and Steve's got to be probably one of the most disappointed 
people in in the league this year with with the way that the amount of time that he puts into every single move, including his draft selection and including including trade proposals, so on and so forth. Yeah, uh, I, he's got to be super disappointed. So, absolutely, guys, I stopped it. And you got Aaron Jones going off for forty five point seven points against Steve, and then on the other side of it, you got Steve's bad luck. You got. Aaron Rodgers come back down to earth at 9.4, ODB, four points. Well, yeah. didn't didn't Steve draft Rodgers, was it the second or third round? And, and dude's had, like, maybe one good week so far? One. Yeah. One. He has played decent defenses. Let's give him a little bit of credit. Even True. as a Bears fan, I'm, I'm willing to say that. Um, and he didn't have Devontae Adams this week. But still, that's right. a very high draft pick to put in a quarterback. When you look at the other side of this, you got Ryan Downs, who has, <laughs> has Murray going off for 25.4 points, and I'm pretty sure that was just a free agent pickup that he got, if I had to guess, for $0. Uh, I think he actually, Kyler Murray, I think he drafted he? real late. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. then touche Downs. Well done, well done. But the, the Pat, as we alluded to previously, Pat's defense, once again, coming through 15 points. And if you're going to spend, I think he spent... I can't. I can't remember how much he spent, but it was. We. I think it was like eight dollars on a defense, and we we gave him shit on that podcast. But the defense has been putting up over ten points every week, and you would give eight dollars for a starter with ten points. Any. I mean, like any. Absolutely, day. absolutely. So. But I, honestly, I think that uh, Downs just he's got the he's got the run of the lucks right now. He's, he's very, very, very lucky. Uh, and I realize he's five and zero, oh, and it's hard to say someone is lucky, but. If everyone were to draw their attention to the points against category, so every week, you know, you got your matchup going on, but points against. Uh, Cody, or Ryan, excuse me, has put up 620 points on the year, which is still good. Um, it would actually place him in uh, second place overall still with Bob O'Brien at 644 points overall. But the points against for Cody, Cody... Man, the teams you play against, they've only put up 427 points. 427 for the year. Uh, the only person that has gotten shit on more is Mike Awesome with 649 points against, which I will get to on in a second. Uh, no, but 427, that's it? Uh, man, very, very lucky. Congratulations to you. Yeah, every, everything comes around. I mean, 141 points this week is no luck. Uh, I mean, like that's that's a that's a good week, but eventually you're going to get caught with a week like I just had and have a 134 scored against you, and there's nothing you can do about it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I were to I were to go back to Mike Awesome and having 649 points against him, uh, you know how bad things come in threes. So one, uh, Mike trades away his second round overall pick to myself, and yes, I threw that away myself. Uh, so I realized I got two negative things come back at me. Hopefully one of them is not the trade. All right, so Mike's number one. He loses the second-round draft pick. Two, Mike decides to get drunk uh, on the draft night or any nights, right? And then Real three, drunk. <laughs> and then on three, he's got literally 649 points against him. That is insane. That is, you know, I'm just glancing at it. The next closest person that has it against him is me, actually. Oh, look at that. 603 points against me, and I'm, I'm sitting there in third place. Um, but just wanted to point that out, boys. Yep, yep. So I guess I guess that's a pretty good transition to the uh, to, to Mike Awesome finally getting his first win against Jacob Metzger. Um, so congrats to you, buddy. 
end up having a good week. Uh, and as I predicted previously, I believe in our in a, our week two podcast or the third episode with uh, with radio, uh, I predicted uh, Jake would have a fall from grace from his initial two and zero start, and uh, that is, that has held true. So Jake now dropped down to two and three. Awesome, up to one and four, a one twenty four point eight to one twenty victory. Um, I mean, the, the tough luck, luck for Jake. However, uh, that's the way the the world goes sometimes. It is, it is, and honestly, I don't know if it's so much of as a congratulations to Mike Awesome as more of a Jake. That's that. Ouch, man, that sucks. Everyone else looking into Mike's team, thinking easy win, easy win. Uh, I will say that after after that game, after the week ended, and my trade has processed, I tried to trade for Cooper Cup from Mike Awesome. Oh, really? Uh, I said I want I want Cooper Cup. I'm trying to add. You know, I, I offered him uh, initially Coleman and Thielen, and then I ended up going Connor and Thielen. He he doesn't want to get rid of Cooper Cup, and and then he he ended up saying. He ended up saying, goes, man, everybody wants Cooper Cup right now. Oh. Everybody's coming after him. Oh. So, so apparently I'm not the only other one that, that wants a little bit of Cup in my life. Is, is, he, is he full of shit? Or is, uh, is, is that a little little hint on what's going on in the league? Lots, lots of trade talks happening I, underground. I feel like, you know, the last two years, I feel like there's only been, you know, a handful of trades, and I've been in part of two of them. But uh, I, I feel like that trade has opened it up and realized, oh, shit, we can actually trade some of our star players. <laughs> and maybe Mike sitting down there in last place wants to shake things up a little bit. I guess. Um, I guess so. I guess so. So yeah, there actually I, there has been a good amount of trade chatter. I mean, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there, I I've had a few trade offers myself. Uh, I've been throwing some stuff out to a few people as well, and uh, it's been it's been good. And I'm hoping that I'm hoping that the podcast has actually sparked some interest in that as we're talking about everybody's teams and what people need and what yeah. what what is out there. Absolutely. Right? So like I just mentioned, I I offered I'm offering Thielen and possibly Connor or mm-hmm. or Coleman. For uh, a solid stud RB or wide receiver one, so if anybody's interested, you know, shoot me a shoot me a draft app yeah. or a trade opportunity. To go to go back real quick to the Metzger and awesome matchup. You know, what what killed Jake was starting Sammy Watkins. Yes. And yes. This is where his lack of football knowledge comes into play. Yeah. yeah uh, absolutely. Sammy Watkins had a had a hamstring injury uh, during Friday practice and. Although he was active for the game, he got pulled. And if you know things about football and things about, I guess, the body, whenever you get a hamstring injury, that's very difficult to come back from, and it's easily to, or it's very easy to get aggravated again. And where, where does where does he live? Where does Jake live? Overland Park, Kansas. Oh, so so he lives. Well, I guess he lives in Kansas City in Kansas now. He's City. from Overland Park. Okay, yes. so he lives in Kansas City. Yep. I don't know about you, but when I drive to work, I listen to six seventy to score. They're talking about the Bears. You know everything about the Bears, every little detail. Yep. You telling me you didn't listen to anything on local radio show that showed that maybe Sammy Watkins wasn't going to be a full go? Yeah, I, I I guess he didn't have a ton of well, he didn't have a ton of great options, but if if all else fails, he does have Muhammad Sanu and as. Unflashy as that name is, that would have won him the week. It would have won, won, won him the week. week, and that dude's at least going to put up eight points every week. I mean, it, it's it's not going to be sexy. He's not going to get you more than fifteen. But if you need something consistent, Muhammad Sanu is a good guy. Good guy to to go to, right? Absolutely. So, speaking of consistency. Um, Jerome has been pretty consistent. Yes, he has Jerome, over the Jerome, past three weeks, Jerome and that was another. Team is dangerous. That was another great call that I had uh, back in uh, the the radio podcast. Um, 
and by radio I mean Ryan Downs. Uh, I <laughs> I predicted that Jerome's team would uh, would come back from that 0 and 2 start, and boy has he he is up to three and two now with a real tight win over Ned. 119 to 117.2 and and what did it for Jerome was that trade from Mike Awesome where he got Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas with 35.7. So even with Bridgewater throwing the ball, Mike Thomas is just an amazing wide receiver. And 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 he won. He's got Baker Mayfield putting up negative 2 points. Yep. Uh, That just shows how strong Jerome's team is. There's a little bit of a nail-biter on Monday. Uh, Kittle hasn't been great so far. True. And Kittle gets a touchdown, giving him 17.8. But Baker Mayfield, negative two. <laughs> Jerome's got to be looking for some de- different options at quarterback as well. So. He should. He should. You know, Gardner Minshew's available. Yes, so, Gardner Minshew you know, is available. You, you can throw it to my Did wide receiver. Did nobody pick him up? Uh, I, I believe Gardner Minshew is still available. I can uh, look that up right now. Um, I know I actually put a bid on him just in case I didn't get Josh Allen, but we can get to the uh, FAA, FAAB later, a little bit later. Oh, he is gone, and we'll and we'll revisit that. So um, Ned end, ended up uh, unfortunately starting uh, starting Sterling Shepard against uh, Xavier Rhodes. Never a good idea to start Sterling Shepard against or a, a wide receiver unless you absolutely have to against Xavier Rhodes and the Minnesota Vikings. Shepard only got seven point two and had a concussion. Alshon only eight point two. Juju had 15 on the bench. For some reason, Ned didn't start Juju, and that would have won him the week. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a little, little scared of having the backup quarterback in there or something. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Juju is your your wide receiver. You know, you draft him as a wide receiver one. You gotta, you gotta play him. You gotta start you gotta, your. Stu- you gotta play him. You gotta start your studs. You gotta start your studs. There you uh, go. Last matchup to cover here. Uh, Kevin O'Brien, huge victory over Dan Malnar. I am. So surprised that there wasn't more chatter from Kevin talking down Dan over the text threads. I, did you get a text message with Kevin like holding his trophy at all? No, Usually I feel like I we get it's those. so I, uncharacteristic. I, I, I so uncharacteristic, doubling up Dan. Maybe he just sent Dan a smeared off ice in the mail uh, <laughs> just to just to, to tell him tell him who's boss. Uh, but. Dan started the wrong quarterback this week. He's got Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun put up over 40. Lamar only 11.4. Dalvin Cook keeps doing great things for Malnar, but he really has some tight end trouble. Started Vernon Davis, zero points. Ouch. Uh, on the other Seattle hand, defense, negative two. On the other hand, Kevin, brilliant decision starting Will Fuller this past week. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, like... You never know what you're going to get from Fuller. I've always been a Will Fuller fan, um, but you never, like I said, you never know what you're going to get. His health is always an issue. But this past week, huge week, 46.7 points. Russell Wilson helping out with 30. Philip Lindsay having a good week as well with 23. So, and I don't want to give Kevin too much credit here, but I don't know if he started Will Fuller because he realized that Dan was not starting Watson, and so maybe he wanted to capitalize on the fact that he wouldn't have that receiver thrown or the quarterback thrown to his wide receiver. If that's the case, Kevin Touche, but I'm, I'm going to guess that was not the case, and it was just dumb luck. It may have been, but as as we alluded to previously, I mean, well, that's that's the end of the results for this week. Yeah. But let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Fab, and we'll start talking, I guess, orig- or a little bit about what happened last week as Cody sure. Billick and I recorded on Tuesday, so we didn't get to talk Fab. Uh, Chris, you ended up spending $33 on a backup running back, Jalen Samuel, uh, who didn't do much this past week, 
and the next highest bid was Kevin O'Brien at six dollars. So, and not not only did he not do much, he's also now tweaked his ankle and to be out for four weeks. So, uh, I, I'm spending my money wisely. Uh, no, but honestly, when I heard some news that uh, Connor Connor kept coming in and out of the game, a little injured, and I was like, I cannot lose one of my starting running backs. And so I figured, you know, if, if he does go out for a period of time, I'm going to need uh, the backup. And I know that Jalen Samuels has done it in the past, and he's produced pretty well in the past. So I pulled out the wallet, you know, and, and I decided to spend. And, and, of course, it doesn't help that the, the cheapest guy in the league, Kevin O'Brien, is the next highest beater at $6, <laughs> better at 6 bucks. But, uh, you know, whatever. It all worked out. It's fine. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. You got the W, um, sitting at three and two. Um, but what's going to happen in a few weeks when you don't have that money to spend? We'll find out. Uh, additionally, somebody else who spent some money very liberally is Ryan Downs. And granted, yes. he is he is sitting five and zero, oh, and I gave him some credit for the New England Patriots purchase. Great, great um, pickup. But he did also spend a ton of money on Tyrell Williams, who was out last week. And if you look at his stats. Not a whole lot of catches, not a whole lot of yards, but he's getting some touchdown luck. And then he also spent a lot of money on Malcolm Brown, who I believe he actually just dropped. So not money well spent there either. So you're not alone. You never know. You never know. I'm looking right now to see if he did drop him. I, I do I do see a drop of Malcolm Brown, so I guess maybe Kevin's cheapness will pay off if if, if Todd Gurley decides to get hurt and he's got all that, you know, something 80-odd, something dollars, he can actually spend it. <laughs> uh, what about what about the what about your pick up here? Yeah, so to transition to to this week, I ended up being the top spender. There wasn't a ton going on in the waiver wire. Um, no. honestly, there's been a lot of luck in the in the league so far that there hasn't been a lot of major injuries so far. Knock on wood. I don't have a ton of wood around, uh, and unfortunately, it's probably going to come back to haunt me. And I really, <laughs> sincerely hope not. But, um, but there, but so there wasn't a ton of ton of options last week or this week. But I was a top spender uh, trying to get Josh Allen at uh, at eleven dollars. And that on the surface that may look kind of crazy, right? He's on a buy this week. But if you look at his upcoming schedule. In the next five weeks, after this bye week, he's got the Dolphins twice. I believe he has the Giants, and I believe he also has Washington. And I've, it's been well documented on this podcast that I am looking for a quarterback, and I'm really hoping that uh, Josh Allen can fill that void over the next few weeks. I hope that happens for you as well. I think the biggest free agent pickup from this past week we give Steve a lot of crap because, you know, he's into his gadgets and gizmos. Uh, I think the $5 that he spent on the 49ers defense, if you look at the teams that the 49ers are going to be playing in the next, like, three or four weeks, that defense could be paying off bigger dividends than the Patriots did for downs. That may be true. So, um, that's, uh, you know what, and it, it, I, I gave Kevin some credit last week on his free agent pickups, and although he is super cheap, and I'm always going to, I'm going to continually make fun of him for being cheap, he did end up picking up a potential tight end one for only $3 uh, in, on this last Bab round, uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, who's injured, but may come back on Sunday, and if not this coming Sunday, uh, maybe the following week. So if he can get a tight end one for $3, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, and I, and I drafted Hunter Henry, and I was had high hopes. Uh, at one point, you know, he's got to drop the guy if he's got too many injuries, and so, Kevin, uh, hopefully that pays off for you, bud. Yep. 
So, um, last thing I want to do before yeah, we leave. Absolutely. I got a new segment for us. Get ready, right? boy. Get ready, boys. <laughs> I we have a new segment, and it's gonna it's it's entitled the Aaron Barba Award, right? And the reason why we're calling it the Aaron Barba Award is whenever I bring up Aaron Barba's name to to our good friend Kevin, he always says, "Oh, he's such a little bitch." <laughs> and so that's what I'm that's what I'm doing is I'm I'm giving the Aaron Barba Award to the biggest little bitch of the week, and my pick this week is is Jameis Winston. And I've been alluding to a rant of Jameis Winston for the last few weeks and 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 here it is. You may you may be thinking, well Cody, you should be mad at Mike Evans. He gave you zero and Chris Maloka beat you uh, because Mike Evans didn't show up. And I don't believe that was because of Mike Evans. Mike Evans only had three targets, right? And it's not like the New Orleans Saints are just some world beating defense. They do have a pretty good corner in Delvin Bro. But uh, Mike Evans could still get, can still get open. What I believe is happening is that Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich have so little faith in Jameis Winston that they are game planning and making the decisions for him. That they are finding the, the lesser of the two corners on the opposing defense and saying, all you need to do is throw towards that guy. And what it's typically been is the better corner has been covering Mike Evans and the lesser corner has been covering Chris Godwin, which has been why Chris Godwin has been so great, mm-hmm. is that they're just saying Jameis throw to Godwin every single time. And unfortunately what that's also showing is that O.J. Howard has been getting no targets. And we all know from what we saw last year and what we saw in, while O.J. was in college, dude is way too talented to be only getting two, three targets a game. Well, did you see him at the baseball game where he caught that foul ball? Exactly. I, I, I told Chris this before the podcast. Like, if I was O.J. Howard, I would have tweeted, see what happens when a ball comes my way. Right? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So I believe that Jameis Winston, they want to take the ball out of Jameis Winston's hands because they know he's going to turn it over, which is creating a headache for everybody else on the Buccaneers offense. So my Aaron Barber award this week goes to Jameis Winston. Okay. Now my Aaron Barber of the week award goes to Steven Grisbeck. Now, Steve, I'm giving it to you because Steve, Mike, and I have a separate little text thread that we go through each week. And uh, right after my trade broke out, Steve said something like, oh, this trade is way in Chris's favor. He goes, he sent me something similar. My app showed that I had like a 10% you know, benefactor uh, of this trade. And, and, and Mike goes, well, Steve, why, why did you not accept this trade? And, and Steve, well, everyone would just veto the trade. Steve. If someone's willing to offer you a trade that's in your favor, you need to capitalize on those situations. Dude, so you get the Barbara Award for not capitalizing on situations, and man, snooze you lose, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this right now. Like, the, the only way that I'm going to veto a trade is if there is, like, obvious collusion in, like, in what's going on. Like... Two people have to agree to the trade, right? So in in my eyes, I'm for <laughs> less oversight and just letting people handle handle it themselves. So if somebody offers you a trade that's completely in your in my favor, I'm always going to accept it. I'm never going to offer a shitty trade to somebody. I'm never going to offer a trade that's going to clearly fuck over the other person because that's just not my personality. But if somebody offers it to me, like 
Sure. Yeah, I'll accept it. Yeah. Like, that's on you, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of have to jump on those moments. Yep. I think that'll do it. I feel like we did a great job here. We Cody. Co- we covered it. We covered everything that we could possibly cover. Absolutely. I think we did a great job, and I really uh, I wish everyone everyone good luck this week, except for Steve. I'm playing him, uh, so I am hoping that I can get a W, get back to 500. Uh, but with the amount that I've been praising Steve and the amount that we've been ripping Steve this week, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up 150. So with that being said, Chris, thank you for meeting me in Sycamore. I, I appreciate it. Um, and I hope that uh, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Actually, I'm going to give a little tip. Uh, we may have a surprise for you uh, after this pod or later this week. So stay tuned. Take it easy, guys. Later. That's right, everyone. We have a special guest this week. It is Bob. Hey, we got Bob O'Brien here on the Sin Bin Podcast. Special guest. Bob, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, So Kevin reached out to me last week and stated that you had some things that you wanted to address about the criticisms you've been getting about your draft strategy and just your general overall fantasy football play. So I'm giving you the floor. Go ahead and shoot. Oh, um, well, I didn't. uh, um, I think I sent out an email to the group that uh, you absolutely did maybe summed everything up. Um, but it's, you mean the criticism? Yes. Yeah. I understand that when you guys got together at us, it was Mike awesome's house. That's correct. Yeah. I could kind of tell through the, uh, some of the comments that I heard that maybe one of the reasons Mike had such a weak draft was you guys started a little early that day partying. (laughs) I think Mike was solo in that. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, did, did Kevin ever tell you that I'm, I'm you know, I kind of like to get my emotions out through music? Oh, no, I didn't. I, I, Kevin's never told me that. Okay. Um, so when it comes to the criticism, I've got about a 20 second clip here, which I think kind of sums up how I feel about you know, all the criticism that's been aimed my way, especially when you guys get together for the draft. Uh, So let me tee this up for you. I'll be back in just about 20 seconds. Sure. <laughs> you can answer just about any question in life with either a Seinfeld episode or a Sinatra song. Hey, uh, I I can't I can't argue with that. Sinatra Sinatra is the man. So actually, uh, you you kind of nailed my draft strategy in the in the podcast last week um, when you when you were looking at late late round picks. So I'm not letting the cat out of the bag here. I felt I have felt this way for years that 
when you get down into the fourth, well, fifth, sixth, seventh, or, or whatever, it's a crapshoot mm-hmm. um, as to whether you're going to get some somebody to fill that slot that's going to be good for, you know, anywhere five points. You know, sure. get somebody. But kickers and defenses, if you get the right one, you know, you're generally at least with a kicker, you're guaranteed at least ten, and so that's that's you kind of picked up on it that. Uh, last week, so that's been no, kind of my strategy. No, I think that I think that Zerline is. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go with anybody, you might as well go with that guy. I mean, he, I mean, yeah, he missed a yeah. kick last Thursday, yeah. but like it's, I mean, he still got you twelve. I think. I mean, it's just uh, unreal. Yeah, yeah, he missed one at the end there, but um, now on the flip side of that, last night I, I, you know, I was sweating a little bit, but thank God Robbie Gould had a bad night. Otherwise, I. I would have had to watch that entire game. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, no, I think I, your uh, eggs on everybody's face on that. But uh, yeah. so I, I, I don't have I don't have a ton of time here because I want to make sure that we get this all recorded. And sometimes like length of, of phone calls sure, or sure. or uh, recordings get weird. But if you had uh, if you had one thing to say to the rest of the league. Uh, what would you what would you tell them now that you're sitting at four and one? Um, it's a long season. It is a long season. <laughs> and 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 anything could happen. And don't overanalyze. Yep. No, no that's <laughs> that's the worst. And and I am a I am a culprit of that myself, where I just try to figure out the the best way to make a trade that's that's beneficial for both people and ends up. Uh, Ends up just wasting a lot of time, frankly. Yeah. So. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times um, at 10 to 12, I, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, sweating. And at the last minute, I make a change because I've given too much thought to it. And it comes back to bite me in the ass. And Josh Jacobs last weekend is a, is a perfect example of that. Well, I, I sat him and look what he did. Yep, he did. But you got the W and that is, that's really what matters. Sure, um, sure. So hey, let's uh let's talk again. Uh, we'll get you we'll get you for a little bit longer on the pod a little bit later once I figure out this phone call recording stuff. But uh, <laughs> but thanks for picking up and and we'll talk soon. Hey, and you're doing a great job. And one suggestion I would make to you is get a theme song. Start I, everything off with you know be like uh, yep. get some sort of jingle like a Carson thing or something. Sit but, tight uh, next. Sit tight. <laughs> next week I'm going into a recording studio with one of our uh, with Dan uh, uh, in the league. So hopefully we'll get a theme song out of that. So. All right, my friend. Thanks for calling. All right, take it easy. Bye bye.